And it's our regular Tuesday catch-up legal matters with Turner Freeman lawyers. Always popular, this topic, wills and estates. You might have had trouble with a family member's will or maybe you're not sure how to divide up your own estate to prepare your own will. Get in contact, the open line number 131873. We've got our $100 Westville voucher for the best call. And Carl McCabe, special counsel and wills expert from Turner Freeman, is on the line for us now. Carl, welcome to Afternoons. I hope you're ready. We've already got a stack of calls through. People are very interested in this segment. G'day, Deb. Thanks for having me. I want to start before we get to some of the questions about this story that was on a current affair recently. A A man claims his friends have stolen his dog because they made it famous on Instagram. When it comes to a will, what happens with disputes over pets? Well, to be quite honest with you, Deb, um, the disputes that are seen in courts relating to wills are primarily commercially based, and it's all about the money. Uh, But an often overlooked uh, item of your belongings when when you're making a will is your pet Mm. that you might have. Um, I mean, pets... Uh, aren't considered, don't have the same legal standing that a that a human being does under the law. Even though people uh, see them as extended parts of the family. Exactly right, but it's often a a very important thing for for a lot of people, and it's it, you need to consider who might look after your pets. Uh, when the time comes that you pass away. Uh, and there often needs to be some allowance for leaving some money uh, to, to make sure that uh, the person that you're leaving your pet with can look after that pet. Yeah, it's a good thing to take into, into consideration. Jane has got a question for us, the first of many calls coming through on this. If you've got a query, 131873. Jane, what did you want to know from Kyle today? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'd like to know, um, I was married for 30 years, got divorced, and then um, four years later we've been back together for five years. On the will, it's left that it's left to um, his wife, but I'm actually not his wife, but we've been back together for five years, and the will was with the public trust years and years ago. Does Jane need to change any of the details there, Carl? I, I... Thanks for the question, Jane. I think it would be a very good idea if you both went and uh, made new wills. Um, the effect of... So if, if the will was made uh, prior to when you were divorced, uh, the, the effect of the divorce is that it revokes any gifts which are made to that former spouse. Even though you've got back together and you may well indeed be considered a de facto spouse at the moment... Um, you may have some issues with that will and I think the best thing to do uh, to avoid any doubt or complications if anything was to happen to either of you uh, would be to make fresh wills. Yeah, just get that all the uh, all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed to make sure it's uh, it's legit and up to date. Always a good thing to do with a change of circumstances. Ralph's got a question as well. G'day, Ralph. G'day. Uh, good afternoon, Dave and Kyle. Uh, I have... Uh my mother passed away a while back, and um, the, the will, I was an executor, one of the executors, and I never got to see the will. Hmm. So I was wondering, is there any way where I, is it stored somewhere? Can I get a copy of it? Hmm. Is that unusual, Kyle, for the executor uh, of a will not to actually see it? Quite often it is. Ralph, may I ask, um, was your father alive when, when uh, mum passed away? No, no, he no. passed away 13 years before she did. 
Right. Now, uh, when when someone, and I'm not sure of, uh, of mum's circumstances, but uh, if she had assets, and by that I mean uh, real estate or perhaps a nursing home bond or money in the bank account above, you know, a certain amount, uh, there's generally a requirement to deal with those assets that the executors of a will obtain a grant of probate. Now, uh, if indeed mum uh, didn't have any assets or, or assets that would warrant getting a grant of probate from the court, uh, it may be that uh, the will was never uh, sort of utilised or dealt with and the assets may have just been personal effects that were dealt with by the family. But uh, uh, by all means, uh, could look into it some, uh, some more for you to find out what exactly has happened. All right, stay on the line, Ralph, and we'll put you in touch with Kyle to investigate that further. Carmel, you've got a, a query about bank accounts. Yes, that's right. Uh, thank you for taking my call. A husband and wife have joint bank accounts. Do the accounts go into the estate? Do you have to take out probate because uh, of that? Of, of course. Uh, when when uh, bank accounts are joint, uh, there is no requirement for a grant of probate. And, and generally speaking, it's just a matter of taking in a death certificate into uh, or a certified copy into your local bank branch. Um, and then they will quite often deal with that on the spot and transfer uh, the joint account just into the surviving uh, account holder's name. Right, yeah, but the National Bank don't. <laughs> OK, good, thanks for that. Thank you, Carmel. Thank you for calling in. We might take a quick break. Lots of calls still coming through. If you've got a question, Carl McCabe is with us from Turner Freeman Lawyers. We're talking wills and estates. Another case, Carl, that's in the news this week, this pharmacist, a 65-year-old pharmacist who passed away in Sydney, a local man claimed to be in a relationship with him to be eligible for some of the estate, and it's a pretty healthy estate, $6 million worth. How often do you see secret relationships come out of the woodwork when someone passes away? Uh, well, that's a good question, Deb. Um, look, this this case was quite interesting because uh, a gentleman claimed that he was in a 14-year secretive uh, same-sex relationship with the pharmacist. Uh, in the end, what it came down to uh, was that uh, this gentleman was not eligible to make a claim on the estate. Um, so while there was a, a alleged secretive relationship, uh, it was found that he was never living together with the pharmacist. And so there may have been rendezvous, you know, two or three times a week, or five or six hours at a time. And he'd uh, married so twice in that time as a former police officer. And he's also been found guilty of fraud over those claims. Exactly right. And uh, there were hundreds of thousands of dollars which were taken out of the deceased's bank account on the day of death. And so uh, all of that put together, I don't think, uh, helped this claim. And in the end... Uh, he, he made his claim. The, the deceased died quite a few years ago mm. and then uh, he appealed that decision and uh, just uh, earlier this year the Court of Appeal uh, threw, threw out that appeal as well. Yeah, it was an interesting case, that is for sure. Peter's got a question regarding a holiday home. G'day, Peter. Oh, yeah, g'day. How are you, Deborah? Well, thank you. Yeah, we uh, myself and my wife, we have a, a holiday house up in the mid-north coast and we have... Uh, Four children, we're upgrading our will from about 20 years ago. I was wondering if it was able to leave that holiday house in a trust fund to be kept and not sold for a period of, say, 10 years so that they uh, can enjoy it. Okay. Kyle? 
generally speaking, yes. And I, when, Peter, when you say it's a holiday house, I presume it's just ordinary real property. It's not sort of in a in a caravan park or any of that sort of leasehold uh, land. Yeah. And, and it's in its own right, it's a, a property which you can buy and sell. Um, you, you you can do that certainly. Um, you you can say you can uh, uh, request that the property not be sold and it be left for the benefit of the children. Uh, however, there is always the possibility uh, that if those children say that they need money and that they want the house sold, uh, then then it it would leave it open uh, for an application to be made to the court. Uh, but by all means, uh, as things stand, you 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 can uh, you can make uh, that request in your will. All right. So do factor that in with your updating, Maria. What did you want to know from from Kyle today? Maria, are you with us? Hi, hi, hi. It's um, hi, um, Deborah and Kyle. Yes, I've got a will, and my husband he was the executive, and he passed away. And then everything goes to the kids. Do I need to make another will? Um, good question, Maria. Um, ordinarily, uh, and and you may not have this in your current will, but uh, quite often it's a good idea to have substitute executors in your will. So if your uh, uh, principal. Uh, executor has passed away or is unable to act in that capacity, then the substitute executors will take over. Now, just because your executor, and if you just solely appointed your husband who has passed away, uh, isn't there to administer your estate, that doesn't make the will invalid, uh, but it does uh, add, add some complication to uh, administering your estate in the future uh, at, at such time that you pass away. So it might be a good idea uh, to take that along to a solicitor, we'd be happy to have a look at it and just make sure uh, uh, that you don't need to update it so uh, the kids don't have any difficulties. All right, there you go, Maria. Sue, this is a good question I think a lot of people wonder about. What was your uh, your query for Kyle? Okay, it's a power of attorney. Um, I'm filling out a form and I've got my power of attorney and so we fill it out in front of JP's sign and blah, 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 blah. And do we have to take it to a solicitor or anything to validate it? Now, uh, Sue, may I ask, whereabouts are you? Are you in uh, New South Wales? No, I'm in Queensland, unfortunately. So so things do work a little bit differently up there. Um, As I understand it, uh, it doesn't... uh, Powers of attorney in Queensland don't necessarily have to be uh, witnessed or uh, uh, verified by a solicitor like they do in Western Australia. Uh, but it would be a good idea, and, and what something you could do just to double check that is call the public trustee up in Queensland, and uh, and they'll be able to give you a bit of guidance as to what is required. All right, give them a call, Stuart. Credit card bills. What happens when they die? I'd like to know that myself. Kyle, <laughs> let put put your question to Kyle. Yeah, g'day guys. Um, I'm just inquiring because um, I have a terminal illness that was diagnosed two years ago. I've got a credit card bill of which I pay every fortnight and I pay above the um, the required weight, mm-hmm. uh, rate. Sorry, I'm just inquiring if I passed away with any debt on that credit card, what happens to that debt? Yeah, everything in my everything in my will is left to my wife, which is the house, etc., etc. Mm. Kyle, uh, well, Stuart, uh, if you've got if you've got a credit card debt at the time that you pass away, it does form uh, a debt of your estate. 
Uh, it's an unsecured debt, not like a mortgage which might be secured against a specific property, uh, but it is, it is a debt uh, which should be paid if your asset has enough assets to do that. Of course, uh, if, if I mean, that goes for most debts, but if you don't have sufficient assets in your estate to pay all of your debts, uh, well, then it comes down to the order of priority. Uh, but generally speaking, if you've got money in the bank and you've got property and things like that, then the credit card debt will form uh, a debt of your estate. All right. We wish you all the best in your health battle, Stuart. And Alan on the text line is wondering, what's the level of assets in an estate that requires a deed of probate? So, so uh Generally speaking, uh, if you own any real property, so any real estate, uh, at least in New South Wales, you require uh, a grant of probate from the Supreme Court. Uh, bank accounts are a little bit, uh, I suppose, trickier because it depends on the individual financial institution mm -hmm. as to whether they will deal with the assets. It's probably, rule of thumb, is about $50,000 in the bank. Um, but motor vehicles and things like that, ordinarily, you don't need a grant of probate in any of any joint assets, of course, All right. automatically transfer. Well, as predicted, time is against us and we, we can't take the uh, remaining calls. We'll deal with this topic again in the future. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much, Deb. Kyle McCabe there. And Turner Freeman Lawyers, they give a range of specialised legal services, including compensation and negligence law, asbestos litigation, superannuation and disability claims, employment law, wills and estates, of course, and property law. Search turnerfreeman.com.au or call 134363. And our gift card, our $100 voucher, goes to Jane from Randwick, who uh, divorced after 30 years and got back together with her husband.